0: You're well, hello and
1: welcome to the First Alert Weather Podcast, folks. This is Episode 83. My name is Mark Nelson. In case you've never watched, I'm the chief meteorologist here at uh, Fox 12 KPTV in Portland. We've got uh, Katie Zuniga. How are you, Katie?
2: Good morning. Needing another cup of coffee on this uh, gray day. Yeah, very
1: dreary. And camilla mm-hmm. Ortiz, How are you? Good. Cheers. awake Yeah. Sort of. Well, you kind of. You know, it's funny because, folks, behind the scenes here, we were recording this at 10 a.m. Well, we were going to record this at 10 a.m. on Thursday, and uh, I, I never use an alarm because, you know, if you work the late shift, you just get up whenever you get up. And usually That's I crazy. wake up around 8.30 or 9, and I, I rolled over and looked at the time, and it was 9.48, and I'm like, what? <laughs> so luckily I texted Camilla and Katie, and then what happened, Camilla? What did you say?
0: And then I said, I just got up five minutes ago, too, which is true. But I did set an alarm. I just must have turned it off and kept sleeping.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and of course, Katie was wide awake because she didn't work the (laughs) late shift last night. I was awake, but I
2: forgot. And I was sitting on my couch knitting because I started my temperature blanket. So I was deep in the craft world, not even thinking podcast.
1: (laughs) Luckily, so we're we all, all pulled a disaster. it together. Yeah, we are yeah. all a mess. We've pulled it together now, folks. We're recording this about 1043 instead on Thursday morning. <laughs> it's kind of a gray, gloomy morning. Happy New Year, everyone.
0: Yeah, um, yeah new it's year. The
2: first one of the New Year. We're mm-hmm. done. Well,
1: not we, but you two, I guess, are done working the extra shifts over the holiday. Um, whoop, whoop. I worked one day in there. I worked the 26th. Aw, what a sacrifice. Yeah.
2: So I could have a day
1: off. <laughs> so, New Year, it's still the same weather pattern. Yes, Katie, we got you one day off, okay, but, but we'll get you some more. Uh, yeah, New Year, the same same weather pattern is still over us, but we we are seeing maybe some changes on the horizon. If you've been looking at your phone the last two days, maybe there are some snowflakes on there. Maybe by the time you watch this, there will not be snowflakes. Maybe there will be more. Mm. Temperatures are trending down. Okay, so we're going to cover all that. That's the big question today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's our outline. You see it for episode eighty-three, December wrap up. We will cover that. Uh, the warm December, uh, the terrible snowpack. And the big snow ahead, so Mm -hmm. good cop, bad cop, as they say, or bad good. Um, And the upcoming wintry shenanigans, that was Camilla's idea, that was her word, but I like it. And the term of the week is related to those wintry shenanigans as well. So let's just jump right into it here. Um, uh, Of course, I'm in the wrong window here. Here we go. There we go. Okay, so who wants to cover the warm weather in December? Somebody go.
2: I'll do it. Go ahead, Katie. Because I've been paying attention to it so much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because I was watching every day. I was watching like throughout the day. day. Oh, yeah oh we're up okay we're down oh we're up oh we're down i was like it was like a neck and neck race because there would be a point in time especially that last week where that day was you know warmer and the warmest and then an official temperature would come in and oh look we made it to 43 and so then it would drop it back down and it was just i just was super intrigued i'm like katie
1: has a spreadsheet for this yes i do yes. i
2: have okay. a spreadsheet that's where mark and i are kindred spirits Says i love spreadsheets yep. i love spreadsheets they just do the thinking for you you put the form formula in and then bam, you just don't even have to do the math. It's great. (laughs) So it's, um, I was enjoying watching too, the overnight temperatures because those fluctuated a bit in both directions, um, over and under, but this one, just look how warm that is. It's insane that Mm -hmm. we at four and a half. And I, I wish I'd remember what I was thinking or what I had in my head, what that event and temperature was, but it was like 47 point something or 46 point something. Do you remember Mark?
1: Yeah, it was 46 point something I recall the, yeah. the the average high temperature. Oh, I'm sorry. The average temperature for the month not, not the
2: average high. high but top, yeah. yeah. And I have to apologize that my computer just says it's about to die so I need to grab
0: my charger. I'll be right Oh. Okay. Well, then I'll take over. So what we're looking at here is yeah, our uh, December. Well, this is showing you the high temperatures uh, in right. December in Portland. A lot of red every red uh, day you see here. And that's most of them indicating a warmer than average day. So we finished out December four and a half degrees warmer than normal. And what Katie was talking about, that race, that back and forth, um, we ended up second warmest December mm-hmm. on record. But 1950, we were really close. 1950 was the warmest. You record. know what's fascinating
1: about 1950 from a weather geek's mm. perspective? Think about this. You got to uh, close your eyes and think about this. Um, mm, okay. In in January of 1949, there was an extreme mm-hmm. cold spell in Portland.
0: Mm, uh, I can see
1: was it. I remember in the 90s, an older couple that we used to go have this uh, little pink lemonade and, and and mix on their on their um on their little in January. No, they used to have. They used to just invite us over. They were neighbors, oh. and they'd be like, "Come okay. on over, Mom's got her lemonade out." Um, and she said, "Oh, J-, and we talk weather because everybody can talk weather." And she would talk mm-hmm. about January of nineteen forty-nine was really extremely cold. And so I went back and looked, and sure enough, because we all remember, or meteorologists here locally remember, mm-hmm. January nineteen fifty, the following January is is by far, far and away the coldest, snowiest month Portland has ever had. Just in general, was we were in the Arctic air mass most of the month, and so I open had-
0: my eyes yet. What are you getting to it? I keep, you told me to close my eyes. So I have my eyes closed. Oh yeah. You know, you can open your eyes now. Um,
1: (laughs) So um, yeah, imagine. So two really cold Januaries and then they get to the next winter and they're, I'm sure people in Portland are thinking what is going to happen this winter. And then December hits 1950 and it's the warmest December they've ever felt. Think how good that must've felt that year. Yeah. 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 Right. That was my little story about old folks and um, having pink lemonade. Nice. Um, on the deck but um, look at the by the way the the orange circle or the orange uh, uh yellow i guess it's kind of a yellow highlight on the fourth and the squares yeah. yeah 67 and 64 for highs the 67 is the all-time december record high temperature in portland mm-hmm. that was the fourth december 4th
0: toasty yeah. it felt like a rainforest out there yeah yeah <clears throat> um and i can i can run
1: ahead to, let's do the temps there there you go
0: I'm back. or this I'm is right. the precipitation
1: yeah katie is back did you plug it in katie
2: I did. I had to kind of scour the housework because it wasn't where I last left. <laughs> that's <yet. laughs> okay. We
1: covered a long, long mark story, but luckily we've moved I on and we got out you. of that.
2: I, I listened
1: because I had nice. okay. stuff. So. Do you want to do the
2: pre sip? For me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah, sure. So I feel like when I look at this, and of course you guys might correct me wrong, like the first week just felt like a soaker. And then yeah, it didn't it was. seem like, even though we have all that rain that came, especially the last week, it just didn't feel wet. I agree. Like yeah, not near. very yeah. dry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There was and plenty of dry rain. time.
1: Those last three weeks, I, yeah, I th- I remember thinking like, wow, it's been kind of dry lately. Mm-hmm. And then look at the monthly yeah. rain total.
2: Yeah. Well, and so with that, uh, because again, I was monitoring this because I thought, wow, have we started off this wet. So then I started looking at records and it was 15.24 was the record in 2015.
1: There it is. And nice. And it's
2: like, it took us, we, like, we didn't even make it in the top 10. Right. I think it was like, place 15 or right. 16 is where we ended up with that eight and three quarters by so the way let's point th- out
1: we should point out as we always do that um we have a, a video version of this podcast and an audio version i always mm-hmm. listen to yeah. the audio version like driving home maybe you do that's pretty common uh for the video version which is kind of helpful in what we do here because we're always looking at maps and weather information um the video version is that on the weather page at kptv.com you just it's kind of a second link it says weather podcast so go mm-hmm. ahead
2: So what we have here is the top 10, uh, which I just mentioned 2015 at 15.24. And then the number 10 position is from 1941. And it was 9.11. And we We didn't make it. Yeah. Mm. And I, I I didn't look at the very end, but it was like around 15 or 16 was this position Uh. we were in. So it felt wet at the beginning. It was like, Whoa, here we go. All these dry months. And we got so much in the first week. And then (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. and we see the effect uh, bad snowpack this is the snowpack as of yesterday that's, percent of normal woo that's a lot of red heart. across we're looking at the uh, if you're just listening we're looking at the um, different river basins the amount of water in the snowpack as of yesterday we just readed these mm-hmm. numbers yesterday 20% of normal <clears throat> excuse me 20% of normal on Mount Hood bad that's
2: just so sad most and, of and Oregon under 50% it was when, when I worked on tuesday or when monday or tuesday I can't remember which day we looked at that that the water equivalent was like the worst it had been in 40 years or something oh. like that
1: next graphic there nice right there,
2: yep.
0: ready to look go look at us
2: <laughs> yeah so i mean even though i was what i was showing on air was you know amount in inches it did there were a few that we only had the 24 inches when you looked at the water snow equivalent
0: Oops. it, it was, was
1: worse terrible, yeah. terrible. Yes. terrible yeah, so just in case you're new to this, snow water equivalent SWE is used by the tell folks, the uh, Natural Resource Conservation Service folks. Uh, this is critical for water usage in the summer when we're dry. How much water is in the snowpack? Because you could have a snowpack that's got a lot of water in it. Mm-hmm. that's 50 inches deep, really dense, or could be 50 inches of fresh powder and has like half that amount of water in it. So mm, we yeah. want to know how much water. So if you just go by snow water equivalent, the seven inches that was on the ground on at the bottom of the Poochie Lift at Timberline mm-hmm. Lodge, 5,400 feet. On January 1st, it was seven inches. And that was the lowest on record since 1983. Notice we had some other ones that were pretty close, just about as bad uh, in 1990, mm-hmm. 2020, 2005 and 2014. Those are the, the four lowest. Um, and of course, that's interesting because what we had, one of our wettest Decembers we've seen, but we just had warm storms. It was those pineapple expresses that really did the uh, number on us. And that's not uncommon in El Nino years. Hmm.
2: That's what I was going to say is wouldn't, couldn't that be part of the reason is because we had all of that rain at the beginning of December. So what we had was melted and ran off.
0: Exactly. And so there wasn't yeah. much
2: left on the mountain to, to have in that snowpack, the right
1: and this was the first time in 10 years ski bowl was not able to open during the winter break which is too bad um but i did look well some of these i remember because you know i'm getting old i remember a lot of these years 2005 what happened that january and february was terrible that was Uh one of the worst ski seasons we've ever seen uh 20 yeah the other three something big happened either in january or february 1990 January was huge. I remember something like 18 feet. I was up at the UW at the time and something like 18 feet fell at Stevens pass in three weeks in January. Um, Was that an El Nino or La Nina? That was, I don't think that was an El Nino year. I don't think eighty nine ninety was, I forget.
0: Maple would like to uh, say something as well uh, about snow water equivalent. Talk to me, talk to me now. She says.
1: And then 2014, uh, big snow in February. January was bad, but then huge snow in February. So that's, uh, out of those four, two of those were, you know, really recovered. And then I looked at 2020, and that's what I found uh, in January of 2020, uh, the second week of the month. I I do remember this now. There was up to six feet of snow in the Cascades. Huge snowstorm. Four feet at Ski Bowl in a week. No, that was in four days. Wow. five days and five days five feet of nice. snow fell at timberline and meadows so there was mm-hmm. a huge recovery in january of 2020 so we're and, saying there is a chance and yes, there is a there's a chance and hope. we see it coming folks it's happening yeah. so this is our forecast as of last night but i'm pretty sure it's about the same today we see um a little bit of snow today up there there's a little bit falling uh not much tomorrow friday saturday we think eight to twelve inches at least Mm-hmm. A little bit more Sunday. And, and it's possible it's kind of a continuous snowstorm Monday through Wednesday of next week.
2: Now, I have to point out that when I left, I believe it was Tuesday, Saturday said two to four inches. And now it's saying eight to 12. So we backed off on that a little.
1: Wait, two to four
2: feet. Oh. When I think I left that was for the whole
1: period through Sunday. No. Uh-uh. It Saturday, was just for Saturday and
2: Tuesday said two to four feet. I remember seeing that. When, no, when we, we had. Did this.
1: No, promise. we had. We had a, a. Since I got here on Monday, it looked like a ton of snow on Saturday. We yeah, might have a disagreement. So
2: it's, it's back down a bit. We were showing more on Saturday, on Tuesday, and now it's backing off.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm confused. I thought you were talking about next Tuesday. So you're saying no, when you this... left Tuesday, we were showing. I thought. Did we have 10 to 15 inches?
2: We had two to four on Saturday.
1: Two, to four, two to four feet. Four mm-hmm. feet. Hmm. Yep. We had two to four feet through Sunday evening. That's what we had. We might have, we're going to have to go back and look at the tapes, folks. We have oh, a, my
2: gosh. Show me the
1: disagreement. I oh, promise, my gosh. I
2: wonder. Katie's getting I a
1: aggressive.
0: I know <laughs> I had two to four feet yesterday. Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> uh, either way. I really way. want to go back and find now. Well. Lots of snow coming, though, and that's good news. Thank you,
1: Camilla. Camilla jumps into the middle to stop to a net save fight.
0: save us. Play nice. Um,
1: yeah, play nicer. But Either way, there's going to be a bunch of snow. We can all agree coming up. Mm-hmm. We have seen that for several days. Okay. Um, some sort of heavier snow coming up Saturday through the middle of next week. So it's all good. Yeah. We all agree. It's all good. We're going to get a bunch of snow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Good stuff. Okay. okay. Good stuff. All right. So that's good. So we will see how much we make up there. Of course, what you really want to know, the upcoming wintry stuff, what is going on? And this is something I wanted to point out. If you're Mm -hmm. thinking, now, wait a minute, we sat there on air last night and talked about how there could be snow to lower elevations, maybe just beyond our seven-day forecast. Mm -hmm. Could there be something coming up around the, I'm looking at the calendar, the 11th or 12th or 13th, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday? Could something Mm -hmm. be up? You said during El Nino, we don't get snow. They're warmer and drier than normal winters. Well, This is a graphic we've shown on air. This is a graphic I used in the uh, pod. uh, We used it in the podcast. I've shown this on the weather blog. Uh, During the last 10 El Nino winters, we have had three snowstorms. One was in January of 07. I remember that one. Um, The other was in January of 98. That was a huge snow and ice storm in the metro area. I remember that winter. We talked about it on the podcast before. It was kind of like this winter where not much of anything happened, just kind of mild and wet. And then there was about a five-day period when Arctic air made it through the gorge, and we had a huge snow and ice storm. And then the 50-degree weather resumed. And also in February Mm -hmm. of 95, right at the end of the season, we did have a snowstorm that year. Yeah. So, yes, we can get snow in El Nino winters if we get the cold Arctic air to come south. So this is what we're looking at. Now, this is from yesterday morning's Euro, the pretty TV graphic. Mm-hmm. all right this is this is this is still model data we we have gridded data you know twenty years ago we didn't have this stuff we we couldn't put model information directly onto t v weather graphics now we can it's it's ingested automatically uh I'd make it look all nice we make it look nice with h's and l's appropriately mm-hmm. spaced <laughs> and um and this just too show, many of them Not, you don't want too many' Cause that's annoying because in t v <laughs> we it's simple keep it simple folks the kiss method <laughs> um so here's Tuesday. And I I don't think models have changed much through this period, through Tuesday. So this was actually from yesterday morning's Euro. still looks about the same. we got these little troughs. What's changing? Big ridge of high pressure backs offshore. The one that's been kind of splitting systems much of the last month. um, It redevelops to the west. Sometimes we call that retrogression. It backs up to the west. This is showing about 18,000 feet, the 500 millibar flow in the atmosphere. And you Mm -hmm. see these little wiggles. We call them troughs or shortwave troughs which means the waves are very short as opposed to a big, long dip in the atmosphere, a long wave trough. And this is a perfect setup for us. When you see a map like this, this is great because little weak systems come down the coastline. Maybe they spin up an area of low pressure and it's cool air because it's coming in from the northwest. And we get great snow in the Cascades. Notice if you look down near Portland, 500 millibar float there, it's westerly slams Mm -hmm. right into the mountains. So this is a great pattern for snow in the Cascades. This pattern often brings snow pretty low in the foothills, 1,000, 1,500 feet. And that is what we see for next week, actually beginning Saturday. Um, But of of great interest that would really affect folks in the lowlands, uh, you see another trough up there over Yukon and Northwest territories up in the Arctic. See it up there? Mm -hmm. We all see it, right? Okay. Yep. So This is the euro from yesterday. So the map was from Tuesday afternoon. Let's jump ahead to Friday. That trough, and all models were kind of agreeing on this yesterday, that trough was going to drop straight south in the upper atmosphere, um, pretty much right down in the Pacific Northwest, turns into a little upper-level low right over the Pacific Northwest. So when that happens, that drives cold, uh, dry Arctic air directly south over the Rockies, uh, over the Cascades. And we get a huge freeze in the Pacific Northwest. That is our Arctic blast pattern. When you see an upper trough dip straight south, and notice how strong the ridge is to the west. Yeah, big big ridge. That's part of it. I mean, this is pattern recognition, folks. This is what mm-hmm. um, meteorologists in the winter time in the Pacific Northwest. This is the holy grail of Arctic blast patterns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, notice it's kind of an, what briefly it's an omega block has that the, the the flow around the high. It looks like the letter Greek letter omega right here. You can see my cursor, right? Like this. Yep. Yep. Beautiful, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Let's just Mm -hmm. all sit back, have a sip of coffee and admire that thing of beauty. Wow. But here's the problem. (laughs) Uh, Starting yesterday evening, models kind of started backing off on this. Now we get many different models. We get ensembles of models, which are very helpful. So what do I have next? I forget what I had on here next. So here's the euro. This is the day 5 to 10, 500 millibar heights, the anomaly. So this is the average of Monday next week through Saturday. Mm -hmm. And this is yesterday morning's euro. And you see the the average, of course, is going to be more muted. You don't see the sharp troughs, right? Because it's an average of five days. Uh, But you can see there's a huge dip, pretty sharp dip here into the Pacific Northwest. That was the euro. This is the GFS from yesterday morning. Yeah. I mean... Classic setup, reaching to the west, you know. And what I think I then have the GFS from today. So look closely at the Pacific Northwest. Is everybody looking right there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's this morning's.
0: The mm-hmm. same period,
1: Monday through Saturday. Yeah. See how yeah. it's flatter and the trough has shifted more to the east, the, the average, yeah. the five-day average.
0: Yeah. And that's just so That, the that would really blast mm-hmm. the Midwest and kind of leave right. us on the fringe. Yeah. Right. So what has happened is models have
1: kind of shunted the cold air farther east this morning, most of them, and um, uh, we're just seeing kind of that trend. Uh, The GFS, there have been three other runs since yesterday morning. So this is yesterday morning's 850 millibar temp. Uh, Anybody want to take a stab at what 850 millibar temps are? Either The
2: snow? Oh, no, the The temperature is
1: at 850, what we're looking at here, what this means. Negative 10.
2: Negative 10, uh, uh, negative 11, negative negative Yeah, negative
1: 10. This is in Celsius. Um, yeah. But also that it's about five thousand feet, that mm-hmm. elevation, four to five thousand mm-hmm. feet, and we use that often as kind of a um, uh, what's the word, a marker in our meteorological uh, lives because that's uh, not as affected by low level, you know, mountain mountains and things like that, that the ocean and whatnot, the land and the ocean interface. So we like to use something higher up to show kind of a clean flow of air. Mm-hmm. So we do know when we look at eight fifty millibar maps. Um this shows, this was from yesterday morning's, yes, the third, yeah. yesterday morning's GFS operational model, not the ensemble average. Um, it was showing about minus 10 at 850. So that means over Portland. So that would be uh, 18 degrees at 5,000 feet. This is in Celsius. So 18 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, 5,000 feet. That's pretty darn cold for That's us. That's cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything below about minus 7 is just about, if you get precipitation, that's certain snowfall to sea level, if you're below minus 7. yeah, And seven's kind of marginal. Minus 7 is marginal. So when you're down to minus 10, it's pretty cold stuff. Um, we kind of consider an Arctic blast here over the Portland area or the valley, uh, minus 12 or colder. Ah. And you see that, that stuff, that really cold air is, is pouring in. This is next Friday afternoon, the 12th. And this was yesterday morning's run saying, hey, there's cold Arctic air building east of the Cascades. It's coming down from the north. I mean, it we're probably frozen or frozen at this point on this map. I mean, Portland's below freezing and it's going to stay below freezing that day. So that's why we had a lot of excitement yesterday.
0: Mm. Wait, that's interesting. So we, I mean, this is still Arctic air, right? But we're right. careful about saying Arctic blast unless that threshold is crossed.
1: Uh, no, we would still
0: say Arctic blast.
1: You know, oh, it's okay. funny. Actually, that's a really good question because, um, and what is Arctic air? If, right. If, True. if you were, we, we tend to use as meteorologists in the Northwest, we kind of know it when we see this. It. It's that Northeast wind and 850 millibar temps, very cold, or maybe dew mm-hmm. points way down in the teens and single digits. Uh, you kind of know it when you see it, and this is pretty much it. If we were in Omaha, they'd be like, oh, this is just a little chilly, no big deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I
2: also want to point out that this is Friday afternoon, which is the only yes. day on our seven day that we are supposed to be dry.
1: Yeah. uh On Friday. Yeah. Yes.
2: yeah. yes.
0: Yes. Oh, but correct. we would stay. So, I well, mean, wait. but we would stay cold.
2: We stay with cold. But I'm just saying. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. The temperature is there. The precipitation is not supposed to be. So if
1: everybody's yeah. thinking, Oh on my gosh, model, it's
2: going to snow on Friday, I'm like, Well, right. I
1: think this model was dry. And actually, we didn't. We were lucky yesterday because our seven-day forecast only went through next Wednesday, so we didn't even have to talk about Thursday or Friday. Except we did have to address it because were, people were getting snowflakes and cold weather on their apps. Yeah, mm-hmm. freaking out. Um, and, in fact, today we only have to go through Thursday. We're, we're yeah. recording this on Thursday, so so we're still good for next Friday. Okay, so this is yesterday morning's GFS. I just wanted to lay the groundwork here. Now watch. Here's the current one.
0: Oh.
2: Whoa. No. Big change. A big oh, difference there. Yeah. Holy wow. cow.
1: <laughs> Look at the difference. The upper trough is, far, is significant on the GFS mm-hmm. operational model, significantly farther to the northeast. I mean, minus two, we're back to like a 3,000-foot snow level.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Look at the difference from wow. negative
2: ten to negative two.
0: Look at Spokane yeah. minus
1: twenty yesterday, minus six today.
0: Yeah, I mean this is
2: why. Yep. <laughs> we tell people don't get your hopes up too far in advance.
0: Yeah, lots of Just changes can happen. These things wow. change.
2: Oh, look at that seventeen. This minus was the euro from
0: yesterday the euro. morning.
1: Yeah, the euro says. That, I mean, the euro was like this is a major historic Arctic blast. I don't think we've had a minus seventeen since nineteen ninety. By the way, the coldest ever. Is was in 1990, December, we had two Arctic blasts. The first one, I think, had a minus 22. That was the coldest on record. Uh, The 850 millibar temp records go back. I'm sorry, the upper air temps records go back to around 1950.
0: Do you remember what that minus 22 was for surface temperature? I think the highs were in the low 20s with no
1: snow cover. If you had snow cover. I think that was the blast. There was so much east wind with that thing coming in that there was really no snow, I think, in Portland. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you had a a day with precipitation with that cold of an air mass, you'd be in the the teens. teens. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And in fact, in 1968, December late 68, um, I have I have a file for that one too. Um, It was that was the all time coldest high in Portland, 14 degrees. I think it was snowy with a strong east wind and cold, 850 millibar temps. So yeah. Wow. So that was. I think, uh, so that was uh, the Euro from yesterday morning. Okay, you know what? Here's where we're going to, I'm going to change. Here. I'm going to stop sharing because I need to share something different. We're going to go live, folks, here. We're going to see the Euro come in. Live data. Come in. Yes. Okay,
2: so blocking your brain, those okay, temperatures are negative 17. Yes. Yep. 17,
1: negative. But I have like 14 windows open, so now I'm going to share, share a different <laughs> screen here.
0: Well, uh, like, gonna, fi- gonna, gonna, I see your I'm tree is still up behind you. Oh my gosh. I know. Is that embarrassing? Well, I'm taking oh, no. it down this weekend. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Did, I mean, yeah. when's the We did the outside time? stuff,
2: but we haven't done the inside. That's this weekend.
0: Yeah. It's just so cozy. Like I love waking up and seeing the With twinkling the lights. I yep. know. Oh, I agree. But I've you know what?
1: The 12th day of Christmas uh, is actually Friday. So, I mean, I grew up in a, my, my dad was a pastor, so I knew all about the the uh-huh. traditions and whatnot. And yeah, that's Epiphany, I think is Friday the 5th. So technically you're we're still in the 12 days of Christmas.
0: Oh, okay, great. Well, good. You're good. Okay. Can yeah. you see the Euro? Speaking yes. of beautiful colors and glow, here's yes. the Euro model. Okay. I <laughs> have not seen this past next
1: Tuesday, folks. We're going to do this live. So this is the operational Euro this morning. Fresh data coming in. Okay, so we have one trough coming through Saturday. Okay, that's the uh-huh. big dip there, right down there. Okay, yeah, and then there we go, kind of ridging, which is fine. Okay, you got a wet system in here. Okay, here comes another upper level trough. The ridge. Yeah. That's Tuesday 7 p.m. And notice that kind of the chunk of the polar vortex up there, at least the tropospheric polar vortex, which we'll get, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But um, notice it's it is just look up in Canada; it is kind of shifting to the west a little bit. Yeah. But what yeah. happens? Okay, here's Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday oh 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 it's oh boy the euro's oh in cold it air. wants to do it yeah oh, it wants Friday. to do it is that a 507
0: right. contour good lord oh wow the euro's going all in on this But doesn't okay. surprise
2: me though the euro yeah. needs to do that but um, oh, no,
1: here, okay here's a big here's a big butt. oh boy i mean those uh yeah in a, in a verbal so that's yeah. 507 so, yeah but if you want a big Arctic blast here, that low would need to continue moving over or south of us. I, the Arctic air at this point would be locked up to our north. It, just pattern recognition. Okay, so that okay, so mm-hmm. that's what the Euro's doing, bringing a big well, cold trough still it, over Washington Friday and Saturday.
0: The fact that it's a cutoff, I mean, would that make a difference too? Like not as powerful? Uh, it would, but that's still plenty cold. I've been at okay. the surface. Yeah.
1: That's cold onshore flow. Okay, so let's go to oh gosh. Hmm. That's not the map Interesting. at all. Wait, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it together here. So here we go. We'll go to the uh, precip and thickness, uh, 850. Oh, boy, that's too far out. Hang on. Stand by, folks. <laughs> here we go. Oh, this is messy. Let's go to um, precip type, 6-hour. Here we go. Okay. We, this all is we what care we about...
2: do all day, you guys, when yeah. we're in the weather center. Yeah. Seriously, like, look at these maps and talk about them. All shit nothing falls. is,
1: yeah, nothing is different mm-hmm. through Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, so when we get to that, is not what I wanted. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, thicknesses, by the way, when we get below 522, that's kind of like a minus seven at 850. So, uh, this says mm-hmm. next Thursday. Okay, maybe mixed showers next Thursday. This is on the euro, which is still cold. Yeah. Uh, and it's got snow at least light snow showers thursday night oh boy that 510 line you see here there's a can you see that or is it too far away yeah no, I can yeah, see it. yeah i mean 510 is and we're getting it's onshore flow here still notice there's a surface low up off off the washington coast arctic air has not arrived but cold maritime air uh, which is like snow showers to sea level has arrived this is plenty cold for sticking mm-hmm. snow thursday night friday um and we're flat gradient here this is just cold and. Like snow showers there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so gosh, that euro, dang it! This is a Friday night, Saturday, four ninety-eight thickness. That's full on Arctic blast for us. So the euro still bringing an Arctic blast in, mm. but drying out by Friday, Saturday. This would probably drop some snow on the ground and then a hard, hard freeze.
0: Yeah. Uh, Why does it euro? have to
1: complicate things? I know. <laughs> And here is a Canadian. I didn't want to bring up the Canadian, but since the Euro is still cold, Canadian's
0: going cold, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. Let's go to Canadian on. Uh, we go to yeah Thursday five twenty two thickness by Thursday night. You know, by Thursday night Thursday afternoon night, it's mixed. Friday, oh my gosh, that's cold.
0: Yeah, okay. really cold. Okay, so Canadian and Euro, thing. yeah, are going cold. <sighs> but GFS tends to be backing off. So, so well, and here is what we will do, we do
1: then is we look we'll look at it, the ensemble averages. And that's when we'll when we make the forecast for this afternoon. I mean, it's possible the Euro operational is kind of out by itself, too cold, you know. But yeah, the Canadian would say pretty snowy as well. I mean, yeah. I'm mean i sorry, maybe snowy and um, definitely cold. So okay, so the Arctic blast is still on for. Remember, this is still eight days out, folks. Really, next Friday, Saturday—that's the twelfth uh, and thirteenth. So mm-hmm. it's still slightly beyond our seven-day forecast.
0: Yeah. Looking well, at just this, because. You know, huh? I think this is fun, too, just in case people aren't aware how, like, in the weeds you can get with this stuff. How many different models do we have available to us to look at with this?
1: Which is why we use ensembles, too.
0: Yeah, but I'm saying we could look at, what, a couple, I mean, a dozen different models. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then that's why Although,
2: people show one model, like when mm-hmm. they share on social media, exactly. like, that's just one, that's just right. one, yes. like, one yeah. option. And it's usually an operational, not an ensemble. Yeah. And so it's just like picking the one that you like the most and, you know, not looking at the big picture.
1: Right. Yeah. And since we're here, let's check out those 8- 850 temps on the euro. I'm sure they're insanely cold still. Uh, we need to mine it. Okay, here we go. So the first chance for snow lower would be, uh eh, see, Thursday Euro's still bringing in the maritime cold air coming off the ocean, so mm-hmm. there it Dropping is, down. late Thursday and then we're in the blast Oh, oh, oh minus good, oh, good sa-
0: oh, God Oh, minus
1: 19, minus oh, 21 minus... Euro needs to lay off the, uh, the juice
0: <laughs>
1: Euro's on one No!
2: And you Actually, love the Euro!
1: <laughs> I love the Euro, you Mark know what?
0: does love the Euro We're talking about day, day 8, 9, and 10 you Got a lot can change still a a Twenty,
2: oh, I see a twenty-one. There's a twenty-two right there along the border.
0: Historic.
1: Get... <laughs> Batten down the hatches. I got. Ch- I got to change to a different window here because I got something else I want to point out. One more thing. So this is a this is a weather Geek's stream. This this podcast here. I yeah, have, this I wanna, is so nerdy. Yeah, it's okay, this one.
2: That's who Tell we me are. when you
1: see a snow map show up. Tell me if you see a snow okay. map show up. Oh yeah, up I
2: here.
0: see that already. Okay. It's still loading for me. Okay. There it is.
1: So look, okay. so look at this euro. This is just for this weekend. So we have 850 millibar temps around minus four, not cold. We think snow down to about 1,500 feet. I mean, if there were heavy, heavy showers, maybe a little lower. But this is Saturday evening. We're going to go Saturday evening through Sunday morning. We've got leftover showers. Watch the valley, kind of down the middle of the valley, which not right now on Saturday, after, Saturday night at 10 p.m., notice there's nothing in the valley for snow accumulation. Mm-hmm. Look how in the valley, in spots, suddenly snow appears during the night. Yeah. So you're like, oh, it's gonna snow a half inch in, in spots in the valley. That's um through this is through eight a.m. Sunday morning. But then look at the temps. Uh oops, just a minute. Oh, I got too many windows open. Temps. Look at the temps same time. Uh right. Oh, okay, here we go. Why did that skip all that time? Temps? temps are in the mid thirties, mid to upper thirties during this time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Euro I noticed specifically generates snow, sticking snow at pretty warm temps. It can be 38, 39 degrees and it thinks snow is going to try to stick. So be that's very careful with those snow maps. Especially I've noticed the Euro doing that last year and this year. The little uh, little yeah. bits that you see in the valley, uh, that's not going to happen. Maybe at the top yeah. of Chehala Mountain uh, at the 1200 feet, that could happen. Sure. Above Newburgh or uh, top of the West Hills, probably not, but mixed in the air. Mm-hmm. So just be careful. I know people will spread those snow maps online. I mean, mm-hmm. showed two inches of snow in Portland. I don't think that's going to happen. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and typically rule of thumb, right? Didn't you say we need it to be below freezing for snow to realistically stick, right? Like well, yeah, around 30? If it comes
1: down heavily, it could be 34 degrees.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that
1: can happen. Okay, I'm going to close yeah. some windows here. I got to share something different. Stop sharing. We're going to do a new share. See how I have to talk while I do it. Isn't that interesting? I'm very
0: impressed. Mm-hmm. I You're handling this quite well. Yeah. Thanks, Let's go back to the PowerPoint. <laughs> Uh, okay term
1: of the week which is polar vortex.
0: Wow. All right.
1: So we've heard this term, I don't think anybody in the public heard this term until about 5 6 years ago when it happened when oh. we had real cold air back east. Uh, the polar vortex it's not a storm. You can't say oh the polar vortex arrived today. You cannot say oh the polar vortex gave me a high temperature of of 22 today it was really cold. I hope that polar mm-hmm. vortex goes away tonight. No, it's not that. It's just a a strong band. Well, it can be either. Well, let me just read the official definition because there's more than one like technical definition. This is from the Glossary of Meteorology, folks, like the Bible of Meteorology. Uh, Mm -hmm. Term polar vortex is used to describe several different features in the atmosphere and most commonly refers to a planetary scale, mid to high latitude, circumpolar circulation. There are distinct tropospheric and stratospheric circumpolar vortices. So here's a nice uh, graphic from NOAA. And when we're typically talking about the polar vortex, we mean high in the atmosphere, in the stratosphere. Um, most of the winter, it's everything is kind of contained up there in the Arctic. And the polar jet stream, which is the jet stream that we always think of moving across the Pacific and into North America, it's just kind of, you know, moving, moving around. But if the polar vortex gets disrupted, sometimes this happens, which is kind of what's happening uh, later next week. Kind of chunks of it move off, and that can cause a jet stream down below in the troposphere, which is the lowest part of the atmosphere. It can cause a jet stream to get a lot more wavy, and you get big dips of cold air down into the Mm mid-latitudes. So hopefully that kind of makes sense. Basically, it can break apart or get disrupted, and then that affects uh, down below. Camilla, remember that the analogy last night? I read some colorful, um, Noah had written, there's a polar vortex blog believe it or not. Oh, that's
0: right. Yes.
1: Yeah. They said, think of the stratospheric polar vortex as the wallflower at the dance, sitting up above on you know on the second level, looking down at balcony. all the dancers in the troposphere <laughs> down below, and on the balcony, looking down. But every once in a while in the winter, that wallflower jumps right down those stairs and gets in and all the dancing action and is the star of the ball, the bell of the ball. So something like that.
0: Mark was so excited. He's like, oh, my gosh, that is just beautiful. He practically <laughs> had tears in his eyes.
1: <laughs> Even now.
0: It was. It was good writing. But, yeah. So basically, the polar vortex is always there. It's just when it right. gets disrupted that we see some action a little bit further south. In Every the winter. And then it just says,
2: I want to interact. Yeah. i right. can be a part of this party. Yeah.
1: And some winters, it doesn't really do that. I think there are some winters where it does not really get disrupted. And uh, there is Mm. no big um, change. So anyway, so polar vortex is not a storm itself. I know the media, it's not like something the media is doing wrong. But it's just, you know, it's a 24 seven world, as they say, and especially national media, they're always looking for content. And if they can find a term they like, they're going to use it. And Mm -hmm. just be aware, it's not a it's not a specific, you know, storm. Yeah. Polar vortex splitting can lead to cold air and can lead to storms, but that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was exciting. Oops, I reached the end of my show. Let me hit the stop sharing button. So I think we covered a lot. That was our that was our most exciting yeah. podcast to date with um, live information there. And now I'm scared that I have to go in and figure out what's going to happen at
0: work. <sighs> yeah, it's exciting to actually have some stuff on the horizon to uh, talk about after the that boring winter we've had. Yeah. Yeah. To an I extent, guess, I feel, yeah. I feel like we could all argue about, you know, whether or not we would actually want to see any lowland wintry shenanigans, because that's a whole host of issues. It complicates right?
1: our lives as TV meteorologists, for sure. And for the yeah. regular members of the public, I know there are weather geeks that watch and listen to this. There are, and then there are regular folks, you know, maybe you're just kind of dipping in curious about what this is all about. Um, so I guess the big message is, we're pretty much in the clear for lowland freezing or snow through next Wednesday for sure. I don't think there's mm-hmm. a single model that has cold air coming in Wednesday. But later Thursday and Friday next week could be interesting, or maybe it won't be. Maybe it'll be just a continuation of these relatively low, you know, a foothill snow levels. So stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll do a podcast a little bit early next week. We will see. Um, mm. I've got tickets to a Broadway show in downtown <laughs> Portland on Wednesday evening. Hmm. We'll see if that actually happens.
0: Uh. I mean, not
1: for you. I think you're fine if you're going, but I may not be going. We will see. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, could be no Lion King for Mark. We'll see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Thoughts? What was that? Oh, any final
0: thoughts? Oh. Mm. I mean, not a long monologue, but just any. Yeah, no. (laughs) No. I'm just thinking, wow, I need to set five alarms instead of two, I guess, is where I'm at. That's what I've learned today.
1: (laughs) I hope we don't have a five alarm fire weather-wise coming up later next week. So there we go. There's your final thought, folks. So, hey, thanks (laughs) both of you for joining us, for for, uh, getting together. It's a lot of fun today. We will be back at some point next week. I'm not sure what day we will record this, but I'm sure we will have a podcast and I bet we'll have interesting things to talk about. So have a great day, evening, or morning, whenever you are listening.
0: You're